0: This is Biz. I'm a part time working mom with a big kid and a little kid.
1: And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, when self care feels like self sabotage, plus Biz wonders what if? Teresa does feed her children. And we welcome back Renegade Mothering's Janelle Hanschet to talk about her new book. I'm just happy to be here. Woo! <laughs> Teresa's back. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that song. <laughs> if I ever have to go away again, yeah. will you? Yes, sing I'll that say song? that again. <laughs> Teresa's back. I'm so happy. <laughs> Please leave a message after
1: the beep. <laughs> Teresa, how are you? I'm fine. Um, <laughs> Thanks. It's good to be back. I missed you. I missed you guys. And yeah, let's see. Something happened a couple days ago. Yeah, Things just seem to be happening. (laughs) They do. Um, Every day. Every day. Every minute. They happen. Here's one of them. Oh, okay. So... I've talked on the show about how we've been doing first plate with our kids at dinner time yes. to help them try new foods. And it's solved everything. It's solved everything. We're all better. <laughs> um, it continues to be, I think, a worthwhile yeah. exercise. However, we're still sort of like tinkering with how it's affected other things. So, for example, like part of it is our kids have to be really hungry at dinner. So, I've had to ease up on the afternoon snacks, right. which is fine. But it made Gracie lose some weight. Right. Because I guess, like, the afternoon snack must be, like, a pretty significant <laughs> portion of her daily caloric intake. So that's fine. We're, like, going, getting back on, like, having a substantial snack in the afternoon. But the other morning when I was getting her dressed, we went through, like, two or three pairs of leggings before <laughs> we found one that wasn't, like, slipping down around the waist. Right. Which was kind of... Disturbing to well, me, yeah, yeah, like, I kind of I knew what it was, and I'm like, she's probably also growing right now. Right. and so you know, it's okay, but I and she was cool about it, but it's it's like there's that part of me that's like, oh my God, how can she be like losing weight? right? Like, she's already so thin, like yeah, Ugh. so, but we <laughs> we dealt with it. And then a few minutes later, I had handed Oscar his clothes to get dressed for school, and I had given him some shorts that Jesse just got for him, which are like, they were just, like, a size up, and yeah. I didn't realize that they were just a little bit too big. So when he came over, I was like, oh, these are actually a little bit too big. I guess we'll find something else. <laughs> and Gracie was sitting right there, and she so she saw, and I don't know if she knew that they were new shorts or what, but yeah. she noticed that they both had this same problem of, right. like, shorts being too wide around the waist. And she goes, um, Mommy, it seems <laughs> like maybe... You're not feeding us enough. <laughs> yeah. And I lost oh. my mind. I was like, feed you?
2: Are you kidding me right
1: now? All I do is feed you. Yeah. I feed you like 10 times a day. Like yeah. literally 10 times a day. Like all I do is feed you. I feed you constantly. Like I'm constantly feeding you. And I was so upset. And I she totally like her eyes filled with Aww. tears because I was like, it, it was She didn't realize she was just bullshitting. She didn't realize she was, like, stabbing me in the heart. Well, right. She didn't realize she's triggering your trigger. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so I had to, like, apologize and go, like, basically, I'm really sorry, but, like, I really do work. Like, it's really important to me to make sure you guys eat and are healthy and so when you say that I don't it like really hurts my feelings blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it was like this whole oh, yeah. thing so that was fun that sounds
0: great you know what yeah. I keep thinking about the like every time like Ellis or Katie Bell will say something like well you like things that aren't true yeah like you know just like, just like whatever leave whatever me saying. in the car yeah. all day or leave me at home like you leave us at home all day. I'm like yeah. I've never left you yeah. at home
1: and you guys like don't tell anybody. Yeah. Don't go out and say that. Yeah. Because then people are going to think that. that I'm doing that. Wait, there's that part of you that hears it from someone else's, yeah. how somebody else would hear it. Yeah. And, and like, ah, it's terrifying.
0: It's that true. Yeah. Oh, we should do a show on triggering our triggers. Yeah. That food one is like a multi layer oh, one, God. too. Because now we've talked about that with the food, but also the idea of your child going out into the world and being like, Mama doesn't
1: beat us. Right. <laughs> you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like even with the emotions like the emotions of like what if that were true right? or like what if I'm not doing yeah. it now? but then the other the flip side of that is like Why the fuck am I spending all this time and energy (laughs) trying to fit, like, if this is what... If you think I'm not feeding you. I'm
0: not feeding you? I have 32 Pinterest boards trying to come up with things you'll fucking eat. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Oh, fun. Well, how are you? I'm all right. I'm tired. Stefan is traveling again. So, (laughs) yay. I know. It's all... It's just like one of these days I'll accept that this is... What my life is. I know, but it, c- it continues to feel like a surprise. It does, right? It continues to feel yeah. like, huh, he's traveling. That's going to be a thing that continues to happen. Yeah. Huh. I'm totally, like, in charge of all this stuff. Yeah. Huh. That that won't last forever. No. It does.
1: But it keeps but it happening. Keeps happening. Yeah. Surprise.
0: It's like that bad haircut. Whoa. I should have really <laughs> looked in the mirror for a long time and come to peace with it. Okay. But two things. One, last week I talked about being a very good adult and having my unpleasant biopsy done. Mm, I just want to let everybody know it all came back fine. In case anyone was wondering. That's
1: really yeah. good to hear. And, and it is like, I was a little worried I about you after listening it's, to last
0: week's show. Well, like I had had some stuff a couple of years ago. So whenever anything unusual comes up, we have to keep checking it. So I had kept checking it. And it is, you know, it, but you're. it's still like a whole week of like emotional letdown after that of just like, oh, I forgot. I was really probably keyed up about that without knowing I was keyed up about it. So great. But the real thing I want to talk about is one of the joys of having two kids. Or more. And that is, the Wild Kratts have come back to us. Katie Bell used to love the Wild Kratts TV show mm-hmm. on PBS Kids. You oh yeah, my get kids them on love that show. And Alice just was like, and we... We're upset. Stefan and yeah. I you know the theme song. Oh, yeah. We wanna dress up as the Krat brothers we for Halloween know, and be like, what Kratz if, wild, right? Wow, 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 Krat's gonna go wow, wow, Krat's gonna go wow, <laughs> Cheetah Speed and Lion's Pride, whatever. Anyway, so like,
1: <laughs> I fucking love it. I love those guys. And my and anyway, brother used to watch Krat's Creatures. I know, when they're he the Krat's Creatures. Yeah, it's yeah. forever. I yeah.
0: love them so yeah. much. And Ellis has just not wanted to watch it forever. Yeah. And then, over now the last does. two weeks, he does. Yes. And so we have got to go, wow, wow, Grace That's is back. True. And Steph and I, both like, whatever it's all we're both kind of yeah. peps up our step a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, Oh. This is a joy. One of the joys of having two kids that no one talks about is revisiting your favorite shows that you get to watch with your kids.
1: Aww, anyway, cute. I really
0: have all these great memories watching with Katie Bell. and uh, I'm so impressed that you watch with your kids. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> with the second child, here's the thing. Yeah. The, the guilt side of this uh, is being like, sometimes it's like the one eye watching yeah. it. Because maybe I'm trying to sneak in some self-care during oh, yeah. like the weird moment that they're watching television. Yes, please. Ties in nicely to today's topic, which is, is my self-care sabotage. Feels like sabotage. Now this is an interesting turn of events, mm-hmm. or it's the same thing we've talked about many times, but we just have a yeah. new title for it. Yeah, I think so. But I, <laughs> I don't. I probably. Yeah. But I'm having a moment where it's feeling very real. Uh-huh. What, what I want to talk about today. Yeah. Like yes, uh, all the self care issues we've talked about. Not having time, suddenly having time, and not knowing what to do with that time. Guilt of. Doing something that you want to do. But currently, what I'm going through is that I am, you know, I'm in the therapy. I'm really working on my boundaries. I'm really working on uh, trying to fill the self care, being cognizant of it, grabbing it while I can. But lately, feeling like I'm really setting aside the time for it and forcing it into my life feels like it's fucking everything up in my daily routine Mm. i have two examples and then i'll just see what you have to say about any of this great it may be biz we've spent eight shows about this let's call our guest okay um so the running i going out for a walk yeah run i feel like if it doesn't happen in the time frame that i I've allotted for it, yeah. right? If I'm like, it really needs to happen first thing in the morning, like after the drop-off. Yeah. Because if not, the, I, I don't yeah. know how the the rest of the day really is off rhythm. I know. And then it feels like I get frustrated and angry when I go to do it, knowing that it's ruining the rest of my rhythm for the day. Yeah. And that mixed in with a little bit of, why can't I have anything nice? Right. Haggard biz. Right. So that's one. Now, ex- this chore. Yeah, now this is just another chore. Now this is just another chore. Now this is just forcing eight more chores. Yeah. This is not going to end well yeah. outside of maybe feeling better and sleeping better at night. <laughs> so, <laughs> Taking care of myself. I'm sure that this frustration I feel won't be put away if I just go out and fucking walk. <laughs> All right. So that's one example. The other a similar but different example mm. is I enjoy playing the Nintendo Switch. I, don't, I haven't played video games in a million years, but the Switch, this Nintendo Switch gaming system came out. We decided uh, we were ready to bring video games into the house, mm-hmm. mainly for me, because mm-hmm. I really love Zelda, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play it. I Great. don't play any other games. Good for you. It's just this one thing. Self-care. Let me go roam about a forest yeah. collecting items. That's yeah. delightful to me. Yeah. I am not on a long mission. I just want to roam free in yeah. West Nekula. Anyway,
1: so... That sounds great. And it's nice. Yeah.
0: I don't get a lot of regular time to do it. So if it's like one of those, like, okay. Remember those three days where your kids yeah. are both in school yeah. and when they first happened, you've kind of had time. And then those days yeah. kind of filled so up wonderful. and like somehow, yeah. oh, look, you've got a week this week. where, like, yeah, you're Monday. Sure. You're working and blah, like, half yeah. day. Uh, Wednesday, there's literally nothing on your calendar. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to clean and You yeah. know, you got to do all the chores that you got to do and probably go to the grocery store. But there's no school meeting. There's no right. doctor's appointment. Yeah. There's no like serious thing yeah. in your calendar. Technically, your calendar looks Free. Whoa. So, why don't you sit down after yeah. you? Sure. After you've cleaned. After you've done some yeah. of the morning chores. You know, yeah, I do. Yeah. Sit down and play some. Yeah. When I have done this,
1: uh-huh. it is
0: a joy while I'm doing it, uh-huh. and then when I reach my little time limit, where I yeah. have played for X amount of time, yeah. I turn it off. I then feel like it was a mistake. Yeah. I and I feel like now the rest of my day is scrambling. Yeah. Not that anything had been there per se, right. but all the stuff I could have done or, oh, you know what? I wound up putting aside those that long to-do list because that to-do list was good. Because we always talk about that. Put the to-do list off, yeah. right? It's still going to be there. You can still do it later yeah. in the day or on Friday. It's not change that
1: much. Right. It's not right. like
0: there's anything like dire timeframe, yeah. just stuff you got to call and do and move and set. Suddenly it's like, why didn't I do that? So that's where, that's what I mean by it feels a little like my self-care is sabotaging my general good mood, my general yeah. like what I should be doing. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I, know. I don't know what that is.
1: I have so many thoughts
0: about oh, this. Oh, I'm going to get my water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, the first one I want to say about the Zelda things. I don't play video games, but I wonder if this can be um like similar. If I... Watch if I get a Mm. moment to watch Netflix during the day, which is very unusual. But when it does happen, right? Sometimes I do it, yeah. And it's a similar. It's almost like day drinking for me. Yeah, that could be really fun at first, (laughs) but then, (laughs) then I feel shitty the rest of the day. I think you're right. I think that is yeah. So like I can only. I can only do that at the end of the day really and feel good. I think it's something about the screen or the possibly it's like, it's that it's, so it's such a form of escape. Yeah, you're like right. I'm able to totally like shut down my own self in a way. <laughs> yeah. That it's really hard to come back from there. Like I feel mm. like reading a book or like exercising or listening to a podcast while you do chores, like you're still kind of in one your foot body. In. There's still like, one thing yeah. in the day. Exactly. Yeah. And like with the something about watching something like a show or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure this is just not true for everyone no. but for me i've definitely noticed it to be true that i have like almost like a veil of depression for the rest of the day that i have to like mm. work hard to get back out of no if i, I yeah not, can i just
0: i want to yeah. jump on that i think you're right i think there's for, I, I think that is what it's triggering it's that it's such an escape it's such a step out of your routine you're really you I mean your your focus everything your body is sitting your focus is focused it's a harsh reality that you step back into. It feels yeah. like, yeah, yeah. While if you do it at the end of the day, I just know that I'm turning it off and going, and to, going bed, to bed, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I think that is kind of the yuck feeling. There's like a totally. yuck There's feeling a where yuck I'm like, yeah. which I want to say I wouldn't have had that feeling 20 years ago. I know, or even possibly 10 years ago. It's I know. something about the multiple layers of yeah. the responsibilities, yeah. of the day, yeah, that. Make that have a feeling that that doesn't have the same effects it once had. Yeah. Though I want it to, I'm trying to. So maybe it's in that particular situation, it's the type of self care I'm trying to give I myself so. is yeah. the
1: wrong fit. Yeah. At like that time. I think for me, it definitely is. Like that has to be an end of the day self care thing. For Interesting. Me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the other for the other things, I mean, I think part of it just is that when you It's almost, like, worse when you have that window of time because there suddenly is this pressure Mm -hmm. to use it in, like, a great way. Like, a way that's great. Like, that's really going to... Because, like, we're so hungry for those moments. And so when they do appear, we want to be like, yes, this is what I was asking for and see how great it is (laughs) when I have this. And, like, somehow because they're few and far between and because we have... Like so much on our plates, it's like really hard to make that actually work. Like whether you use that time for self care yeah. or for checking something off your to do right. list, like no matter what, in two hours that two hours is going to be over. Well, right, and, like things won't be that different. Well, <laughs> one way or I just another, didn't you know. Fix everything. Yeah, I feel like.
0: At one point in time, you said something when we kind of were touching on this about rhythm, uh-huh. about how the your rhythm feels. Well, that's off.
1: definitely true. And I true. I feel yeah. like
0: that that that's kind of the core of what feels like the sabotage. Yeah. Where it's like, no, I don't want to sit here and say I don't deserve the time. I don't deserve yeah. to give myself this because my rhythm is so. You know, loaded. Yeah. Right? And it's not even about the to do list. It's about the rhythm. Here's my day. Where yeah. I I mean, it, it doesn't matter how loose your schedule is yeah. to how tight it is in terms of your kids or your family, or whatever. There's a rhythm. Yeah. yeah. And it's it is it is normal to you, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so here I go, I know X, Y, and Z is happening, and then there's going to be a window, and then X, Y, and Z is happening, and then X, Y, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, having any interruption in that rhythm, I mean, I feel like the only way for it to not feel sabotaging is if there becomes a self-care that becomes part of the day. Yeah. Right? Like it's a true. class. Yeah. Or something where it's, like, every yeah. single— but but you know that's that's something we've talked about already. Just the effort it yeah. feels like to work that into yeah. your system. Yeah, I guess I'm just feeling a little cheated. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm you,
1: just feeling a little sure fucking cheated. You, hey, we're all entitled to feel cheated. <laughs> we're all into, yeah. No, I think what I was talking about was momentum. Yeah, oh I momentum. Yeah, I mean I think rhythm is kind of the same deal. But like yeah, for me I definitely feel like I get into a momentum with my kids, and I, mm-hmm. I'm i afraid of sometimes stopping and taking a break because I'm afraid of losing momentum, mm. and I know that coming back yeah. after that is sometimes going to be painful for yeah. <laughs> me to feel good. It's like, it can be as big or small as like, you know, getting a chance to take a break from my kids for a couple days, which... Yeah. Come on, never happens. But like the times that it has, I'm like a little bit afraid to step away for a variety of reasons. But one of them being, <laughs> I know that a day from now I'll be back. Right. And like sometimes that reentry is is a little harsh. Right. And like it's the same as sometimes in the morning... I'm, like, going, 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 like, taking care of the kids, one thing to the next. I'm just, like, doing what's right in front of me. And then, like, Jesse will show up and be like, I have a little extra time right now. Do you want to go take a shower? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, This. This. This is a thing. Like, uh, I don't know if I should say yes. Yeah. That's going to— Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's really— That's a thing. Yeah. It's like bicycling up
0: the hill, and you finally have the rhythm to get up the hill, and you have a chance to stop and catch your breath. Yeah. But you can never get your rhythm right. back to finish that ride. Right. Exactly. Yeah. St- yeah. No, yeah. that is that is the thing that happens where people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. When they say, you're yeah. like having this day, and you've got the whole day plotted yeah. out in your head. Yeah. I don't mean not being flexible. I just mean we yeah. know that these things yeah. have to happen. And you get offered this, like, shower or do you want to go sit or yeah. do you want to go do a run? And you're yeah. like, I don't but know. But that wasn't I. But if I do that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, that would be like right brain is like, yes, yes that would be great. Yeah. Left brain is like, then you're going to have to fucking start all yeah. over. You'll never yeah. catch that rhythm. Yeah. Like, I mean, Stefan and I deal with the rhythm thing when he comes home. And he, right. like, suddenly jumps yeah. in. And he's, like, making lunches and making breakfast. That I am like. What the f- like? Yeah, I had a whole week last week because he had been gone, and then he came back, and he's doing all the stuff he always does. He totally steps in when he's gone and doing all the normal partner stuff. Yeah, I was forgetting my keys. I was forgetting my phone. I was like forgetting yeah. appointments I had made. I I was yeah. forgetting schedule stuff. Yep. because my the rhythm the totally. momentum was like I needed to. I looked totally. at Steph and I said, I am so sorry, but I need to fucking make this lunch. And I feel like I am a crazy person. Yeah. But if I don't make this lunch, I don't know that my next step is X and my next step is Y, right? Like yeah. I'm I I can't see my brain cannot seem to stay on task yeah. if one of the tasks I'm used to. Isn't there. Right. And that's what's happening when I fit, whether it's somebody saying, do you want to go take a shower or it's, I have nothing technically on the calendar day. So I'm going to yeah. put something in here. Yeah. It's like, I want to see a movie in the middle of the day oh, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'll never get back to right. to what's happening. Right. Because I won't be able to happily finish mm-hmm. all of them and happily guys tweet, tweet, tweet. Yeah. Uh, it's like a Disney movie. Yeah. I won't be able to finish. I'll have that funk. Yeah. At the rest of the day, the Mm -hmm. self care didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Because it's messed up my rhythm. I don't know where this is going. I don't either. But this
1: is, this is like a weird thing. Yeah. Do you think it's like we're kind of programmed to like, Do the work and then relax. And then reward. Yeah, work and and then reward. Yeah, and then it's kind of I don't know if that's something that's gotten like solidified since having kids. Because like you know you have your day with the kids and then you get them to bed and that's like the finish line and whatever. Yeah, reward. Yeah, (laughs) and um, and that's part of why like that can also be really fraught. Like that kind of day can be really fraught. But um, but. Is there are we having a I mean, is this is this just something like psychological Mm, that we could probably wrap our heads around? Because I I like your um, biking up the hill uh, metaphor because it's like um, there's something that feels wrong about like stopping in the middle of the work.
0: And so not like, out of guilt.
1: Like, here, I want to be no, clear. No, not out of guilt. No no, like no. No, 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 This isn't like
0: martyrdom or whatever. It legitimately feels like a physical yeah. and mental, like, yeah. that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. No, I shouldn't have one more hit off of right. that.
1: Right, Like Or like I just like won't enjoy it. Yeah, like, will like Something it. I might have enjoyed at a different time of right. the day, but right now I'm not gonna. Enjoy- it. Like, Which then makes weird? people look at you like yeah. you're crazy. And we were just talking about this. We- and- Maybe we are crazy. Well, it's, it's very this possible. Is weird. This is kind of a weird it is. thing. It it's is like real- a brain fart. Well, because like- it
0: touches on the guilt. It-, it tags into that guilt of why am I not wanting to take this ninth thing for myself? Am yeah. I? Am I making myself president of the day? Yeah. What will people think when I don't accept it? Will they think I'm trying to do everything and that I'm sick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The art therapist isn't doing a job. <laughs> or, or or are we right? Or is there, like, I need this rhythm. I need this. Because I liked what you said, which was, I feel like if it was any other time of the day, this is a great offer. But the fact that you're offering it to me right now in this minute, yeah. I'm having a hard time. Because, like, I've also like, you know, people always say, go hang out with friends. You need to go and like see right. some people, right? And then right. I've I've recently had a string of like last minute, hey, yeah. do you want to come over right after school yeah. or before pickup? And I'm yeah. like, look at me. I should. I should, should. I should do yeah. and then I do it and I'm like, yeah. I'm having such a nice time now. I have to go home and go do shit. Like yeah. it's I
1: know. It's like I I, I don't
0: is and is it coming the, back It's the coming yeah. back into it yes. that is it's the reentry yes. that is like is this worth the re-entry When if it was like, say, that's why I feel like first thing in the morning before the day gets started
1: Uh or at the end of the day, those feel the least disruptive to the bike ride. Totally. (laughs) So I think an important question, which we probably can't answer today, but I think we should think about whether this is something we should just accept because Mm. it just is the way it is or whether we're like. Potentially depriving ourselves of some joy in life that we might be able to enjoy well, if we were like able to be a little more flexible. About, well, like, I okay, that is switching a, gears. And, this like, is do you a good I mean? question. No, I know it's a good question, but then the
0: counter question is: Is this the right choice right now? Yeah, because I don't want to feel like shit after I'm done with the self care. Right? right? Yeah. Like, is it? Is it now? is it just a thing, yeah, until it becomes something else, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely never the right answer <laughs> right. or like is my self care that I'm like, no, I'm gonna I want my morning and my evening, mm. You're right, is my yeah. self care that, that I just that need to be better yeah. at figuring out the yeah. timing? And everybody respecting feel the secure. timing. Right. Yeah. yeah. That like, yeah. I'm not a crazy person. Yeah. Right. Because like we see the whole picture in our own lives, we see the whole picture mm. and the people who are trying to help or offer or whatever are only seeing the one moment. Right. Right. Yeah. And that can be like a
1: big, hard uh, thing to then both see. Yeah. I don't know. No, I like that. I really like that you're saying, like, this is self-care for me to say, this is how I see my day, and this is how mm. my day feels manageable to me. The only thing I would say is that if it turns out that you're <laughs> never getting self-care. <laughs> well, because, right. Because, surprise, it's really hard to get self-care sometimes first thing in the morning, and at the end of the night, sometimes you yeah. just need to go to sleep. Right. So then that's yeah. when we need to, like, figure yeah. out something else, maybe.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Let's take an hour in the middle of the day to figure it out.
1: One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. For six weeks, from April 16th through May 21st, Blue Apron is teaming with Airbnb to bring you the best home cooking from around the world. Each week, the menu will feature a recipe developed in collaboration with an Airbnb Experiences host like CeCe a chef from Shanghai who makes incredible Kung Pao chicken, a beloved sticky, saucy mix of crispy brown chicken and vegetables.
0: Yum! So, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com badmother. Blue Apron, better way to cook.
1: wow oh my god oh my god i saw what you did oh my
0: god i'm paying attention wow you mom are a genius oh my god that's fucking genius
1: So we've talked about before how coming home can be like a really stressful time sometimes. Not just because we're sometimes like running around unpacking and putting things away and doing things for people. But Uh like sometimes our kids can get kind of wound up. At least my kids can. Like they kind of like don't know what to do with themselves. They're supposed to go potty and wash their hands and put their shoes away. But you know, all hell is breaking loose and they haven't seen their toys in a while. And like (laughs) they haven't seen each other in a while sometimes. So sometimes they're fighting. And I realized recently that Gracie, my six and a half year old, responds really well. If I tell her as we're walking in the door, right before we walk in the door, now would be a great time for you to pick up a book and sit on the couch for a few minutes. She goes, okay. And then we go inside. She picks a book and she sits on the couch and reads for like however long, you know, 20 minutes or something. While I'm doing stuff with the other two. Whoa. And it's just like one less crazy person yeah. running around. And yeah. like she likes it. And I think it helps her transition to being home. Yeah. Um. So it's been working amazingly well. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. That's a good job. It's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. That's really good. I'm like, turn on the TV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good job. Okay. So last week I had to take the car in to get you a know, for a bazillion things that were wrong with the car. And so they were like, it doesn't matter. The point of this story is, (laughs) when I left that morning to take the car in, I remembered before even leaving the house to take my house key off the keys.
1: Oh, yes. Because
0: last time I did not. No. And I got home in my Uber last time Mm. with no way to get into my house. At like nine in the morning. Oh, God. So... I remembered the house key. Good job. And I remember standing in the kitchen being like, nobody cares, but this was really <laughs> smart of me. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I'm bad mother. I'm calling with a chance.
3: My kids go to stay care um, downtown and to pick them up. I have to park in a parking garage, get a ticket, and then get it validated in daycare. Occasionally, I forget to get it validated, have to go all the way back up the stairs from the parking garage, back to go to daycare. Uh, today, I forgot again, and the kids are already in their car seats. It was pouring rain. So instead of going back, taking them out of their car seats by geniuses, I paid the $6 and just left. My sanity of pretty buckling in their car seats and going back out in the rain just wasn't worth it. So... Six dollars for self-care. I feel like a genius. these guys. Love
0: the show. It is a genius. So good. Some, this, is, this is so yeah. good. Six dollars yes. is totally worth your stay. Look, no, obviously we can't do it every day or no. whatever, but there's that yeah. moment where you're like, I can't take them out of these fucking seats again no. and all the way back up and like the whole I mean I this has happened to me with like uh the gym class that Ellis does where there's like a validation thing and I'm like oh to every time you were so smart yes to do that for yourself yeah good job really good job failures
1: fail 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 fail
0: you suck fail me Teresa
1: So I started drinking kombucha. I don't even know what this is. What is it? (laughs) And that's not the fail. It's it's delicious. And whatever. It's it's whatever. It's for another day. But but the thing about kombucha is it kind of looks like you should shake it, but Mm. you shouldn't shake it. Oh. It looks like you should shake it. I'll say it again. You shouldn't shake it. And for some reason, like, in, like, the first week or so that I was drinking it a lot, I kept accidentally shaking it because it, like, feels yeah. like you're holding almost like a Snapple bottle or something mm. and you just kind of, like, yeah. toss it upside down a little We're bit. We're trained to you- shake it. We're trained to <laughs> shake it. And so, anyways, it exploded in my car. Oh. <gasps> And, like, really exploded. Like, I didn't even have time to open the door and, like, pour it, it outside. Out. So it was, like, all over. And, you know, it's, like, fermented. Yeah. So it smells. I mean, it's it's just, it's so funny. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so gross. But, like, it happened right before picking up Grace. And then when, we, when I got her back, I tried to, like, mop it up. But, sure. you know, it's, it's there. And so we got Grace and got her into the car. And she goes, Mommy, What's that smell? smell? And I said, like, oh, it's my, it's my drink, it's my kombucha. And she's like, you know what it smells like? And I said, what? And she said, it smells like someone doing experiments in a science lab. <laughs> I thought you were the- it smells like death. It smells like you don't feed me, it Mama. Kind of uh, smell like that too. Yeah, anyways.
0: I am dying. Yeah, we should have like a whole thing on horrible things that have happened in our cars. Yes,
1: we should. <laughs> yes. I am so sorry. Yeah, thanks.
0: My fail. Is just agreeing to something that hasn't happened yet. There we go. That I know. Okay, so this weekend is Ellis's school auction events fundraiser thing, Mm -hmm. and usually the school offers like babysitting that night because the events usually because it's all preschool, so like Mm -hmm. the events like five to eight, right? And the school always offers like the kids to hang out there while you go to the event and come back. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never done that with the kids because yikes, they don't they don't do that. Right? Like, it, bleh. Yeah. No one wants to. I mean, my kids, that's not my kids. Yeah. And plus, it's way past their bedtime. I want to get a sitter. Yeah. And have them just be the fuck asleep when I come home. Yes. Ellis is like, Friday is the, is the event, and I'm going to be staying at the school. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, I am. And I was like, oh, well, I have a sitter coming. No, no, I'm going to stay at the school. I'm like, you want to be at the school until 8 o'clock at night, maybe later. After being at school uh-huh. all day. Uh-huh. I mean, you're going to go to school that morning, uh-huh. and you're going to be there all day. Yes.
1: Oh, God. For real?
0: Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, my God. And so I said to Katie Bell... I said to Katie Bell, Katie Bell, do you want to do this? And you can make the oldest kid there. Uh What do you want to do? And Katie Bell, being very sweet, was like, what's easier for you? And I was like, what's easier for you is if I keep both of you guys at home. But I guess it'd be cheaper if you just go to the school. You could, like, read your book. You don't have to use the kid's bathroom. You can use the grown-up bathroom and all that stuff. And she's like, yeah, all right, that's fine. And I was like, okay, so we're going to guys oh and stefan's gonna Stephen's be out of town yeah I so totally... when you come home from that yeah not only am i going to this event right. where i'm gonna be super socially awkward at this event because i don't really know a lot of the parents at the school by myself yeah and then gonna go pick up two kids wow biz it's not gonna be eight everybody knows it's not eight it's like 8 30 yeah and then i have to go home and somehow transition them to sleep right and then I have a whole weekend by myself with yeah. the children this is definitely already a fail already a fail
3: this is a sale. This is an actively ongoing sale. <laughs> I, some, some reason, for some reason, I thought I could wear white pants. Like, I, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't, I think I maybe saw it on Pinterest. It was some nice, some nice looking pants. I don't know. The moms looked really nice on, them on social media. And they were all clean. And everybody looked really happy. And it was very like springy, you know? It, it's spring. <laughs> yeah. So I got white pants. I looked really good in them. Uh, I wore them for about five minutes before I picked up my 17-month-old, and his muddy tennis shoes yeah. smeared yeah. all up and down oh, yeah. my white jeans, which I didn't even notice. No, huh. didn't even notice for at least 15 minutes, because then I actually got to the little music show we were going to, and everyone was staring at me, because not just the front of my pants were covered in mud. But the butt of my pants, also covered in mud. I don't, I just don't even know what I was thinking. Mm. Like, what, what, really? What mom has white pants? And I'm wearing them still, because I have a lot of errands to run.
0: I love your show a mom with 1900 nannies gets yeah. to wear white pants yeah. but only for an hour in one room of the house well you <laughs> yeah. have to have the nannies but you have to also not see your children yeah that's what i mean like Ever. you like like yeah. you, white pants are for wearing in one room of your house and then you have to take them off yeah. before you leave that room. I'm yeah. not sure what room that is in the house, at least in my house. Yeah. But like, they're like vacation pants. That's why everybody yeah. looks like they're having such a good time. Yeah. Because they're on vacation without anybody around them. Mm-hmm. The white pants are like the white land of nod walls in rooms. Where you're like, yeah. oh, if my whole house was white and i yeah. had like you know a stuffed animal deer head on the wall and some mm-hmm. fake logs my children would be happy and everything would be happy
1: white pants yeah, it, yeah you don't deserve yeah, them pants no are p- actually even harder than yeah. shirts yes. you can't just wear an apron until right i mean goes. you would need like chaps yeah you would need you chaps. would need protective protection mom chaps
0: <laughs> mom
2: chaps protective or, white yeah. pant
0: chaps yeah totally cool yeah Obviously really cool. adding to Very the sexy, mom cool image yeah. list that we need. Yeah. Mom chaps, for the days you need to wear white pants. Yeah. Well, you're failing yeah. at thinking you deserve white pants. This yeah. one just cracks my ass up so hard. I yeah. love this so much. Yeah. Well, you're doing a horrible job. Yeah, you are.
1: You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you.
0: One by Mother is supported in part by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an
1: exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. And this is a super comfortable mattress, you guys. We have one. We love it. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce.
0: You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash badmother and using promo code badmother at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Teresa. Yes let's call someone today hey i need to make that a real sound cue anyway this week we are welcoming back one of our favorite people janelle hanchett the creator of the blog renegade mothering which is a shrine to parenting honesty her first book i'm just happy to be here a memoir of recklessness rehab and renegade mothering is out this month welcome back to the show janelle Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get into everything, uh, as one of our, you've been on the show a couple of times. So this is actually kind of a fun question to ask to see how things have changed because things always change. Uh, Who lives in your house?
2: Okay. So I have a husband named (laughs) Max. Okay. Okay. Let's buckle
0: up, everybody. Buckle up. All right. (laughs)
2: He's still around against all (laughs) odds. Let's see. I have four children, which is a lot. That's Uh, a lot. Yeah. I have a teenager now, which is, you know, we could just talk about that for like an hour. She's 16. Whoa. Yeah. And then I have a son who is becoming a teenager. He's 12. Um, Then I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, almost four-year-old, all in the house. (laughs)
0: <laughs> here's the thing when your oldest became a teenager because you 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 are you 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 do share with the world so i know things about you uh i it it was such a shock to me because i i think i have just a real hard time appreciating the passing of time and i i I'm like, how could your oldest be a teenager when I feel like I just read that piece about her turning like seven uh, right. yesterday, which was this really great piece that you wrote uh, just about – and because my daughter's eight. My oldest is eight. And you in that piece, you would talk so much about just like you seeing that separation of, you know, total dependent to fighting for independence. And I – it, it's, it's still I still touch back on some of uh, the things you said in that article as I go through this with my own daughter and it's crazy Aww. that she's 16. That's crazy. Stomach. Yeah, I'm super fucked up.
2: Yeah, it's the worst.
0: Yeah, well, she's super. The what's worse is she's super grounded apparently and really really smart. Ah. What is, yeah, I know. I don't know what
2: happened there. <laughs> she must have. Did she, did she read the blog? <laughs> no, no. That's probably why. That's probably why. <laughs> I can't, I can't not tell you about my dog because he's my favorite person. Yeah. You have
1: a dog? Yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, I do. I have a Queensland healer who I hated at first because he was just annoying and an asshole and a puppy. <laughs> and and then, uh, but I had to train him so he yeah. didn't like eat, eat the house because yeah. that's what working dogs do when they're bored. And I bonded with him. And now I love him a lot. His name is Augie. And I have two cats that live outside. Who are now? I, I don't even know why we have them. Honestly, we just feed them. I was going to say I don't
0: blame two cats for wanting to live outside with all that happening right. in the house.
2: They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Fuck this." Yeah, we're good. So yeah, that. So yeah, that's that's everything. That is a lot. That's yeah, a it's lot. a lot. That's, that's a good time. A lot of noise. Yeah, a lot of noise.
0: <laughs> well, let's. Let's talk about the blog first, Renegade Mothering. You've been doing this for a while, since 2011. And I it is like, I swear, it's like a love letter to honesty and above all, your kids and their individual identities. And I I guess just, why don't you remind us, for anybody who isn't familiar with the blog, uh, why you started it. And I, I'll ask, why I continue to write it? Yeah, totally. I started it.
2: Let's see. Well, I I was actually separated from my kids from 2007 to 2009 because I'm an alcoholic, and I was. So I found myself in 2010. I was about a year sober, and my husband and I were reunited, and I was pregnant with my third child, and we bought a little house together, and I had her, our third kid, in August, and so I found myself with three kids working at this law firm, going to graduate school. My husband is an iron worker in you know a couple hours away so he's gone a lot so a lot of my life was spent you know doing sort of domestic (laughs) a (laughs) lot of driving a lot of motherly things and I sort of woke up in this super domestic life although I had been a mother obviously for about seven years I wasn't really awake or conscious and (laughs) and I started you know so I sort of felt like I was thrown into just sort of dropped into this life with no way to escape. And um, I found myself both incredibly grateful to be reunited with my family. And it was never lost on me how lucky I was. I was very grateful to be sober. And also I found myself just incredibly bored and feeling <laughs> really yeah. erased by the monotony of motherhood and the sort of endless beats of this really, you know, motherhood is like, it's like so much of it is just this mind numbing um just primal kind of work, you know. get up, drive, get dressed, deal with bickering children, clean shit up, do it again, make food. You know, just on and on, breastfeeding and diapers and and then trying to work too. And I just I started looking for other mothers who felt what I felt, which was this incredible ambivalence and ambivalence and ambiguity, like this sort of both, right? Of being incredibly grateful. And in love with these kids and feeling like I would die for them and also wondering if maybe I should launch myself into oncoming traffic because right. I'm so fucking bored and over it. Right. And feeling just really erased, you know, like, am I even a person anymore? And is this all there is? And so I started really looking for somebody writing that experience. And it and all I found were these sort of representations of motherhood of, of kind of categories and You know, there were like the real hit moms, which I, you know, they're they're just like super cool and hot and awesome on Instagram. And I was still wearing maternity clothes like nine months after I had my baby (laughs) and they were from the Old Navy. Yeah. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really there. And, you know, then you had the like spreadsheet moms who were all, you know, oh, motherhood is easy. You just read the books and you make rules and you implement them. And that sounded really great until I actually tried it. Yeah. And then I would forget about that shit, you know, one week after my Super diligent commitment. um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're doing a chore chart, guys, and then it would just be like fade into nothing, or you know, or or they just wouldn't work. I would read something and try it, and it wouldn't. And and um and then there were these kind of like these moms that were just sort of aloof, and they were like, oh, you know, I'm so I don't really care. I'm so cool. I just hang out and be a mother, and and I and i and i didn't feel that aloofness either you know i didn't take it lightly I, yeah. I you know i felt a lot of i felt a lot of really intense feelings about all of it and so i kind of just over time found myself really wondering deep down if there were other mothers who felt like i did and i found myself starting to write responses to things i read in my head like i would read an article or something Stop. on baby center in a magazine and i would sort of craft a response in my mind of like of what i what i what i would have written or what i would have liked to have read and over time it just gets, got to be kind of this itch that that almost kind of made me feel crazy that i had to get it out and i had to know am i the only one who feels this way and right. so I started the blog for that exact reason, to discover if I was crazy or the rest of the mothering world was. And, you know, honestly, I was okay either way. I just wanted to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) has it it proven to be a little A and a little B? (laughs) I
2: mean, yes and no. I think, uh, I think, I think, yes, there's, I think the answer to that is that there's a shitload of us who feel that way. Yeah. But, I am always reminded that I'm a bit on the fringe when you know, like the super helpful Internet Brigade shows up on my blog. (laughs) You know, yeah, and they're like pointing out this way of being that I just like cannot understand. You know, and this just you know the whole idea of just the sanctimony and the and the and all that stuff that has never resonated with me. So I'm reminded often that that I'll never probably fit into the mainstream entirely, or but also that there's a boatload of us out there. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm not unique by any means.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> sadly, none of us are, which is both comforting. I, know. I really wanted to be special. Yeah, I know. I well, know. <laughs> let's talk about the, the book. It really mm. is this powerful memoir about your addiction to alcohol and drugs before and after becoming a mom and coming back from it. And it's fucking moving and funny in a way that, like, only honesty can be funny because it's, like, really weird to be like, ha-ha,
2: it's this memoir about right? alcoholism. I feel kind of guilty for laughing, yeah. But,
0: but it's, you know, it, it's it's so honest. And and part of it, that's that, that's funny. It's I mean, it's painful funny. Like, we were talking about, like, yes. it's, like, just beautiful, you know, sore you can't stop looking at, like, the beauty in it, right? Like, it's just, like, you really... It's 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 really powerful, and I'm 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 kind of amazed after reading it that like you're here, because uh, mm-hmm. it, it you were you were gone, Janelle. I'm not yeah, sure fair. you're aware of this, but <laughs> let me okay, let yeah. me let you know. I read this amazing book, Janelle, that you wrote, <laughs> and so I guess I kind of wanted to start with the very generic but honest question of what was this like to write for you? Why did you choose to? For this to be the story you you chose to share, because you're a really good writer. You could write about lots of stuff, and I would be there to listen.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Okay, so, hmm, this book, let's see, where do I start? So, I didn't, I mean, as you say, I didn't start writing the blog about alcoholism at all. No. In fact, I didn't even mention that I was an alcoholic in recovery for, I think, two years. Yeah. And there were a few reasons for that. Mostly, I didn't really want accolades for taking on responsibilities that were always mine. And that wasn't what I was writing about. I was writing about motherhood. and But over time, it started to feel like I was maybe hiding a little bit, and I didn't like that. And it also occurred to me that maybe I could be helpful to people
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, in sharing my story. And so that was why I started writing about it a little bit on the blog. Um, But what happened is I... You know, I observed in my nine years that I've been sober, I read a lot of blogs and essays and I watch TED Talks and, you know, read quite a few memoirs. And um, And the story that, that tends to be told of surrounding motherhood and addiction is paraphrased. You know, I could vastly simplify it by sort of saying that, you know, I was a terrible alcoholic or I was a terrible drug addict. And then I stared it you know, the positive pregnancy test and I loved my children so much that I got sober. Right. And that is wonderful. And I would never, you know, obviously that's, that's absolutely spectacular. But when I would read these things, what I would think about immediately were the children of the women, particularly who couldn't get sober and the conclusion that they perhaps drew, which would logically be, I guess my mother didn't love me enough. Mm. And it's an emotional thing for me to talk about. It started really sort of staying in me and I started really thinking hard about that. Um, you know, is love enough? And, and I believe that once alcoholism and addiction crosses a certain point, love is not enough and it doesn't matter how much you love your kids. And I wanted to tell that story because there aren't a lot of books out there by mothers who went down to the bottom like I did who lost their children who lost their children, who went down to the bottom after having kids and made it back. and I really believed that there was a hole in that narrative and by no means am I attempting to justify or victimize or martyr you know alcoholic mothers that's you know, you read the book I'm yeah. I'm pretty fucking hard on myself and I, I am not interested in any of that. What I was interested in is perhaps complicating that story and demonstrating, Or or asking some questions and exploring this concept of love and motherhood and, and addiction. You know, is it enough to save you from yourself? Does it always, you know, if a woman can't get sober, is it because she didn't love her children? And I would argue, not necessarily, right? And so that was really the impetus for this book was, again, sort of this urging frustration and this feeling of why isn't this being talked about? Why isn't this being explored? And I wasn't delighted when I found out sort of that was the book I was going to be writing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how that happened. Well, okay, <laughs> you said something. You said something, Janelle, that I was like, damn. Uh-oh. And I want to go back to it and throw my other questions out for a second. And that was the comment about does, you know, when a mother cannot, you know, whether or not she can come back from it, is that a sign of her love for her children. And I was like, God, is that... I mean, and, and maybe you have some insight into this because you've explored it uh, with your own writing and just thinking about it a lot. But, you know, that sounds like just another extra layer of bullshit that is put specifically on women who are struggling. Like, like I just think about how much is tied up with anything that we're going through and it being a reflection, like it having to be tied into how much we love our children, as opposed yep. to something individual that we are going through separate yep. from right. our children. Like, I just like, right. I, I cannot think of a time I've heard when that man is suffering from alcoholism or when he cheats on his wife or all these different things. Is it because he doesn't love his children? There's not this eternal right. sort of like anchor that's tied. Yep. And I... I, I I just think what an unfair fucking thing to have to do on top of dealing with alcoholism, right? Like, right. So, I mean, do you, I don't know if I have a question except I just want to really bring that point up. I mean, like, is that, did you find that to be, is that the thing that was really the hardest to kind of wrestle with here is this sort of
2: narrative that's put on women? with that? Yeah, absolutely. And especially when I was trying to get sober. Yeah. I mean, right? Especially when I was dying yeah. of alcoholism and people are coming at me with, but don't you love your kid? Ah! <laughs> and I'm so like, I fucking love my kid. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to get sober. And then I find myself drinking again and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Mm. And it wasn't until, I mean, I, it isn't about love. It's about having a disease. Yeah, Being exactly. Sick, right? Like, the and, and that and, and that was when things started changing for me was when Good News Jack, who I wrote about in the book, yeah. started talking to me about, well, alcoholism doesn't give a shit about how much you love your children. It's out to kill you because it's a disease of the mind and body and it has to be treated. Like, and love doesn't treat alcoholism right. past a certain point. I think once your brain has been rewired and you and your pleasure system has been rewired and you are existing for this substance. No amount of love is going to switch your brain into being like, you know what, actually, let's rethink that. I mean, it becomes a compulsion that is greater than everything else in your life, and it will kill you. And that, you know, I spend a lot of time at at the mission. I spend a lot of time in a perinatal rehab facility, which is for pregnant, drug-addicted women with drug-related crimes. And 90% of them are in there saying, I'm getting sober for this baby. Yeah. And it just rips your heart out because I look at them and go, you can't, you got to get sober for something else. Like you have to treat your disease and you have to continue to treat it or you'll drink again. And so it's not only, it's just more of the sanctimony of motherhood and this yeah. bullshit that we add. It's also incredibly dangerous and kills people. Right? right? Like, let's be real about it. Because if, if we if we tell alcoholics that are, that are deep in addiction, right? Like deep in it. They've tried multiple times, to get sober. They've gone to rehab multiple times. It's not working. If we come at them with more shaming and more, but don't you love your kids? Don't you want to be ready better for your kids? Of course they do, but it doesn't work. And so we're, we're giving them a solution that is not going to work if they are a chronic alcoholic like I was. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. And as you said, we don't do that to men. We don't.
0: Well, it's not a solution. It's just an added layer of fucking guilt to to try and process when you're dealing with so many other layers
2: to that. You know, I mean, like... And then at the same time, I mean, and then fun fact, right? Let's add to the fact that most rehabs don't even allow women to bring their children. Mm. So you have to have a certain level of privilege to even get into a treatment center because most treatment centers don't allow kids around. So these women who are suffering... From alcoholism and addiction, they have two, three, four, five kids. Where the hell are they going to put these kids if everybody they know is an addict? If right. nobody they know, and these are women that I'm with, that's often their their situation. So on the one hand, we shame them for not loving their kids enough. On the other hand, we don't provide resources for them to actually parent. Yeah. So it's anyway, I don't want to really far,
0: healthy, happy cycle that we find ourselves in in multiple different situations as women in this country. Right.
2: It's yeah. It's like, why do we hate women so much? Why do we hate women? That's a Really good question. I don't know, why, Janelle, why, why but it, it makes me mother? yell every day
0: uh, all the time.
2: You know what? Who needs health care? Who needs maternity yeah. care? You know, who needs it? Just, just figure it out because you love them.
0: Yeah, but don't figure it out with education because uh, we don't want to talk about it. No, we don't that do stuff. that either. We don't know. no. no. <laughs> all right. Last question. Some people would say you've gotten a second chance, right? At, at, right? But I think second chance is loaded with sort of guilt of needing to prove to everybody you deserve it. Right? Does, uh, that, does that make sense? Right. Does that feel like that's your experience? Is it bullshit? Is it more of a no, no, this is just the next chapter of my life and I'm doing it the best I can.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't deserve, I mean, if we're going to talk about deserving, I don't deserve any of this (laughs) shit. I screwed up in a lot of ways for a really long time and harmed a lot of people. And so what I look at this chapter of my life is A, I'm the same, I'm in many ways, I'm the same person then as I am now. Um, in that but i just i just respond to the world differently mm-hmm. right i yeah. i stay very aware that i'm an alcoholic it it infiltrates every aspect of my life i never forget it i work a lot with alcoholics i try to be of service to people in that way and as far as how do i make myself deserving of sobriety or this beautiful life that's that, that i've that's been given to me i mean i, I sort of Mitigate that dissonance by cleaning up my past, right? Like, like I show up, I stay sober, I am there for my kids, and I don't ever forget what that means. And of course, I do sometimes. I mean, I'm ungrateful asshole, like regularly. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. But I always go. But I go back to this place of remembering. I mean, frankly, let's be super douchey for a minute. I'm just happy to be here, right? and that's really why I named the book that, because that's a sentence that comes out of my mouth really, I mean, fairly regularly. But I think and that's so... a better way to
0: say it than second chance, because I feel like using that word deserve, like you, like you said, I feel like that's loaded. I feel like it is lo- it's super loaded and it feels like an impossible box to get out of as opposed to I'm just happy to be here, which feels way more accurate to describe what's going on, right? Like it's neither a nod to the, it's like neither a nod or a dismissal of life to date.
2: Exactly. And also I would never put myself above someone who didn't get sober or is struggling now, right? Like I don't exactly know what series of circumstances occurred or how the stars aligned just perfectly that I was able to accept help and able to get treatment in the way that I was, that I, that I got sober and I stayed sober. But I didn't deserve it any more than someone else. And I won't live my life in a constant state of guilt and shame. Right. Because that's, that's not being grateful for what I've been given, right? I mean, if I'm sitting here wallowing all the time, oh, my God, look what I did. How can I ever be good enough for these kids? How can I ever fix it? I mean, I did that for a while at the beginning, as you know, in the book. Yeah. I had to manage those memories and that guilt and shame that I, that I thought might consume me. Um, and the way that I did that was to try to make those years of my life mean something by, you know, this book, for example, and working with other alcoholics and trying to use that time of my life to, to help somebody else, not in some like, you know, condescending, patronizing way, but just like, I've been given this thing, I want to share it, because something's got to make those years worth living. And I had to live through all of that to get where I was. And that's where I am now. And that's not lost on me either. You know, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't really buy into the like I have to prove myself worthy of sobriety or whatever it is. I could see that feeling, but I also I kind of feel like I was a broken human then. I'm a broken human now, just a little differently. <laughs> 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 I'm constipated. <positive. laughs>
0: it's like that, and there's the tombstone. <laughs>
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. But the second
0: book, which is just full of fluffy, fun, highlighting stories from the blog. Janelle, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to make sure we'll link everybody up to Renegade Mothering as well as where they can find out more about how to buy your book, I'm Just Happy to Be Here, a memoir of recklessness, rehab, and renegade mothering. Again, it's out this month. Janelle, you're doing an amazing fucking job. Thanks for joining us. There you are. Thank you so
2: much. So it's right. great to hear from you bro. It was All so right. good
0: to talk to you again. We'll talk soon. When you Thanks. Bye. 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 Brainwaves, send a message, pick up the phone
3: when you, I call.
0: Hello, are you looking for a new comedy podcast? In which case, can I draw your attention to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast? It's a fictional industry podcast for the beef and dairy industries. It won Best Comedy at the 2017 British Podcast Awards, and it features wonderful guests such as Greg Davis. To my knowledge, it's the only cow circus that's ever existed in this country. In rural Russia, every small town has a cow circus. Josie Long. You should have a beef. Have a beef with them. I have a beef with you. I will have a beef with you. Come round my house and I'll have a beef with you.
3: And Andy Daly. That virus never existed. There was never any such thing as a mad cow disease. That was all an illusion that uh, Big
0: Lamb came up with. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I would recommend starting at episode one. Bye.
2: Man,
0: I love her. Yeah, I do, too. I just really think she's doing a remarkable job, and I respect her ability to really communicate everything she wants to communicate with such honesty and clarity Mm -hmm. and focus, and just her grip on, you know, where she is.
1: Yeah. She is just, her writing does something really amazing for me, which is, like... I will often have a feeling that I just, like, can't put my finger on that I don't even know is there. Right. And then I read something that she has written, and I'm like, that. That's it. That's what it was. That's what it
0: was. (laughs) (laughs) That exactly. So, again, we can't recommend the website Renegade Mothering enough. And and the new book, it's, it's really powerful, guys. You know what's also powerful, Teresa, is listening to a mom have a breakdown this is a rant, and it's a really simple rant. Some
3: days, it is just too fucking much. There is just too much. And that's it. And there's nobody else that I can call and bitch to and tell this to because they've all got their own stuff going on, and nobody wants to hear that rant. It, it's just too much, and it's going to be too much for a while. But I will get through it, because that's what I do. Thanks for listening and being a place to dump this. <laughs> I hope you are doing
0: well. Bye. Bravo! Yep. My favorite line on that. I actually yeah. titled the call, it's just going to be too much for a while. Yeah. That. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just imagine us, like, calling out to the world, yeah. how much is it? And then the whole world answering back, too much! It's like our game show. It's the new parenting game show. Live from Fox on Saturday night. Too
0: much starring you, parents. Is this too much? No. No, I was going to say. No. We want more. Should we give them more? Yes. (laughs) Now it's too much. And then just garbage is dumped on your head. Just garbage. When will we make this parent cry on this week's episode of Too Much? What will it take? (laughs) Is it it a little thing or a big thing? Your schedule just got changed. You were offered a shower. Which one is too much? (laughs) I just want to say you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, you are. Thank you for just saying out loud Mm -hmm. the truth. It is too much.
1: Yeah, and I'm sorry it's too much right now, too. Like it, it's yeah. also it's funny because it's so we feel it so much. Right. But it also really sucks. sucks. So that's also true. So I'm sorry. Yeah. And it, actually in, in in all honesty,
0: saying the line, it's too much, it's gonna be too much for a while yeah. actually is a really powerful line because yeah. we've all kind of been there where you're like, I know I'm entering this thing. Yeah. And it's gonna be like this for a while. Yeah. And then it'll be something different. Yep. But you're doing a remarkable job. Teresa, yes. what did we learn today? We learned it's probably us. Yeah. But maybe there is something to that mind-numbing rhythm of the day, mm-hmm. the monotony, all the doing. Janelle even talked about yeah. it, too. This, just like this doing yeah. all this, the time, and this, this and this and this. And this, and yeah. this. Yeah. The shark constantly yep. moving. Yeah. That, like, it's really it is sometimes disruptive yeah. to try and cram a self care or to be or just to step out of that rhythm for a moment yeah and and that it's not about giving up on self care it's about Finding where in your rhythm mm-hmm. that you're in right now it fits best.
1: Yeah, and or finding the thing that also allows you to feel re-energized. Yeah, like I feel like what we didn't get into is like I think part of it is that we're tired. Yeah, and so when we stop, our body kind of wants to shut down stop. for a while, <laughs> and it's really hard when you're yeah. tired to start up again. Yeah, so it's like if we can find those things that actually give us energy, like yeah. whether it's like a nap or a coffee or exercise, like something that really will give you something to keep you moving. Yeah. What do you mean? It's not my Zelda? Damn it! Damn it, Stephanie, get ready to watch a lot of me
0: playing Zelda at the nighttime. Everybody go. I'll get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. That's... And play it in the morning. Yeah. That won't throw my rhythm no. off all day. No. Well, that's a great lesson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also learned how much we love Janelle Hanchett yeah. and what a remarkable job she's doing and that we can't recommend anything she does enough. Uh, yeah so yeah.
1: She's also going on a book, book tour, tour, so check out her website and find yep. where she's coming near you. And like, you should go, go see, her. see her. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Uh, speaking of going to see things, we're going to be in Chicago really soon, May yeah. 11th and 12th yep. at the G-Man Tavern in Chicago. The 12th, all sold out. The 11th, there are still just a few tickets left. We have announced our guest, Lucy Nicely, on Friday... Graphic novelist. We're super excited. She's done so much uh, amazing stuff, and uh, we can't wait to have her on to talk to her. And our other guest on Saturday is Heidi Stevens from the lifestyle section of the Chicago Tribune. These are amazing, these are amazing, fun. Women, well, I cannot wait to talk to a Chicago, so we are looking forward to seeing them, and more importantly, we are looking forward to seeing you. There will be books sold before and after the show. We'll be hanging out afterwards to sign books, say hello, take pictures, all that, cry a lot. That usually happens. So we are looking forward to that. Go to OneBadMotherPodcast.com to get those last few tickets on Friday night. Everybody, you're doing a great job. Really, you are. It is a lot. You are remarkable. Teresa, yes, you're doing you're doing a really good job and patting my knees because I yeah. mean it so much. You're doing a really emphasis. good job,
1: yes. <laughs> I'm also going to pat my leg <laughs> and say, Biz, you're also doing a great job. Yay! We will talk to you guys next week. Bye! I got to load down
2: Mama blues. I got to load down Mama blues. Gotta low down mama blue, low down, down mama blue. Gotta low down mama blue, gotta low down mama
3: blue. Know that right.
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check
1: out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate.
3: MaximumFun.org
2: Comedy and culture, artist owned,
3: listener supported.